Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. Beautiful Monday morning, April 26, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockroft. Kyle Soppy produces and researches. And I am merely Eric Carabell. On today's show, somebody allowed no hits in a game, but it's not a no-hitter. Batiste looks healthy, but others are injured. Jake DeGrom, would you take him number one overall? Plus our trivia, Ash Browns, normal buffoonery. Tristan, how was your weekend? Hope all is well. Oh, it was just fine. But we got to start with that no-hitter and the rules. I mean, as if, you know, weren't there people who were warning that there are wrinkles to what happens when you change the basic rules and the length of games? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, let's start there. I mean, I, I so I wrote my blog about, about, that, about what happened yesterday. But obviously, whether it's a no-hitter or not for Madison Bumgarner is irrelevant for fantasy baseball purposes, unless that's a category in your league and you were hoping to get a, a no-hitter there. But um, I wrote that the, the big story is Atlanta's offense, uh, how Azuna's not hitting, and now I'm starting to take a closer look at him. Swanson, Albies, Darno, um, maybe some people are looking at Freddie Freeman. So before we get to the Arizona lefty, Atlanta's offense, does it scare you now? from a fantasy perspective, or is it just three weeks into the season? It'll be fine. I lean a little more towards it's three weeks into the season and it'll be fine, but it's a very valid question there. They did perform on the high levels, including, uh, I mean, Azuna is the first one that I think of performed a little over his head and there was going to be some correction. So I, I think it's, it goes a little bit further than just correction, but you know, I don't know. I, I think they're going to bounce back. I, I do. I, I there was there are some improvements that each of Azuna and Swanson made themselves last year that that were um, encouraging. It's just I don't think they have an awful lot of outfield depth. Right. There's there's some issues there. I mean, I think um, I said to stick with Azuna, trade for him, but also like he's not what we thought he was. I mean, last season was was crazy for Marcelo Azuna, but he still has only one thirty homer season on his entire resume. And his batting average from year to year fluctuates an awful lot. Um, I wrote that I would drop Swanson. I don't want to give it all away. It's a uh, ESPN Plus story. But um, the point is, I mean, obviously, every team's got issues going on, whether it's rotation depth or they don't have a center fielder. Philly doesn't have a center fielder. Lots of teams are struggling there. It's just Bumgarner, even in his postgame interview, said thank you to the shadows of Atlanta. And if you watch a lot of the highlights of the game, if you didn't get to see it live, like there were shadows the entire time. During his outing, now the other pitcher had shadows too, and you know Drew Smiley got lit. But I, there, I there was a good performance in Game One, though. So I mean, it wasn't. I mean, granted, the shadows weren't quite as extreme then, but you know, Zach Gallen threw a great game himself. Zach Gallen is a top twenty fantasy starting pitcher. Neither one of us entered today with Bumgarner ranked at all in our top like hundred starting pitchers. I've moved him in now because it wasn't just one outing last week; it was two. And his velocity is up a little from last season, but he never had velocity to start with. So his next couple outings, I mean, home against the Rockies and then, you know, the Marlins, you could see a path where you could stream Bumgarner. Can you make that case or you just know, Eric, that you're being ridiculous? No, actually, I think that's about right. You certainly can stream him. And when you're looking at a, a matchup against the Rockies at home, that's a sizable park shift between these two teams. It's where you want to be playing them. And the Rockies are not a good team on the road. So yeah, as long as you're very mindful about the matchups, I'm I'm on board with that. I I don't think that he's back to being a con, you know consistent performer, but you're not saying that either. No, no, I'm saying I'm ranking like 90th among starting pitchers. I mean something like that. I mean just I'm not I'm not a board. I I think the bigger story is Atlanta, and the biggest story, of course, is that it wasn't counted as a no hitter, which is just crazy. But um, how's that well, crazy? So he threw a no hitter. The game finished. 
Like I, I see, I, I don't actually so, know. So did Melito Perez back in the day. That's the thing. Like we, we, the problem with changing this rule from nine to seven innings is that this is the debate you get into now. But why is that even a debate? Like, like it, it the game ended. If the game ended without a hit, how is it not a no hitter? Then how does Melito Perez not have one for his five inning no hitter? Well, you should. Did that. No, you I should. know. It's, <laughs> I, and I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think either of you or I care about what's officially designated a no hitter in the Hall of Fame on that wall and then in the, in the record book. It doesn't make that much much of a difference. I have a no hitter signed baseball thing over here, and it's got guys who didn't throw nine innings of a complete game. So I don't really care. But like, we're getting into the debate because we had a rule change. That's what happens. I mean, and in fantasy, he gets credit for it. He threw seven no-hit innings and yeah. got the win. That's yeah. what matters in fantasy. He struck people out. Um, I just <laughs> baseball just is its own worst enemy sometimes. <laughs> it really is. Um, let's move on before I keep up so I can keep my job. Fernando Tatis looks healthy. Um, that was quite the weekend. And at Padres Dodgers, they, our friend Dave Schoenfeld wrote a story about the best rivalries in baseball. And he he didn't have Padres Dodgers won, I don't believe, but it's uh it's it, it was a fun weekend watching those games. You know what? I'm going to be honest. It was a lot more fun watching Padres Dodgers than it was watching my Phillies play this weekend. I kept turning them off, honestly, because they're turning me off. But Tatis hit two homers Friday, two homers Saturday, and not against bad relievers, against like Bauer and Kershaw. And then he homers again on Sunday night. Combo mail Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he stole a bait. They ran wild. They had like 10 steals on Saturday and Sunday. And very I impressive. Was... But like you watch Tatis swing and you're thinking, don't extend yourself. Don't hurt you. Like, is that being crazy as, as a fantasy manager? How can you trade them? Like, like a week ago we were saying you have to trade them. Now we're saying you can't like, what do you do with Tatis? Oh, I, my feeling and my fear hasn't changed at all. I'm like you, I'm thinking, Oh, please don't make this be the at bat where the shoulder goes. I probably am going to worry about that the entirety of the year. He's going to be that ultimate risk reward player at the highest level. Probably, this is probably going to be one of the greatest risk reward seasons in fantasy baseball history. That's the incredible part of it. I mean, like kind of like the Carlos Gonzalez year where he played 130 games and I think topped the player rater. It feels a lot like that to me. He's amazing, and and you know I I'm watching last night after he hits the first home run, and I'm waiting for the second, really hoping and rooting for him to get it, and I'm looking up who is the last guy to hit multiple homers in three straight games. It has not been done that often. That's how extraordinary his weekend was. And he did it against Dodgers pitching. Incredible. And we sit, you know, a lot of hitters against Dodgers pitching saying, well, you know, like they're going to get outs. And oh, last missing- guy to do it, by the way. Do you do you know who it is? Is this Tristan's trivia? Kind of. Uh, it's unofficial trivia. I'm just going to tell you because you'll never guess the name. Was it Dominic Brown? No, no. <laughs> a more obscure name. It was Jeff Devannon. He had three consecutive games of multi-homers? Apparently, it came up on the list. Only five guys have ever done it. Jeff Devanin? That's what it said. I, he, he was a fir- I, I made him a first-round pick in our Sim League once because he had a high on base percentage. I didn't know he had any power. Um, anyway, moving on to what else is going on. So injuries. So I believe on Thursday's show, I, I made a plea with Mike Trout to not get hurt. And then the next day he got hit by a pitch on his elbow and he missed the entire weekend. I really don't think there's anything like jinxes. Okay. Like if I say like this guy better not get hurt, I really don't think that contributed to him getting hit by a pitch. I, I don't know who hit, I don't remember who hit him, but it's just right. It's not me, right? It's just, it's, it's, it could be you. It could be anybody. There's no such thing as jinxes. Tatis totally... is not getting hurt tonight. 
There's totally such things as jinxes. Eric, how could you not know to take the salt shaker and throw it over your shoulder? I mean, come on, that's obvious. No, I, I, that was pretty extraordinary to see him get hurt right after we talked about that and said, please don't get hurt. And maybe it's not a big deal. I hope it's not. But now the fact that there's a debate as to whether Trout or Anthony Rendon gets back into the Angels lineup quicker, it's frustrating. I don't, I, I mean, I'm going to start him this week. I'm going to start both players, Trout and Rendon, aren't you? Yeah, I, act, I activated Rendon in a weekly league. Um, I did not activate Christian Yelich in a weekly league. Rumors Agreed. he could be back by the weekend. Um, the MRI on his back didn't have anything that was like broken or really wrong. It just was made to, they did it to make sure that nothing was really wrong. But I think the question now can be asked, who are you more concerned with for statistical purposes the rest of the year, Tatis or Yelich? Um, I'm probably more concerned with Yelich because I want high level production in the games I'm getting from the player. And I am worried about the Yelich back issue. You know, I hate setbacks. And to me, this it's not a significant setback with the air quotes. It's that they they were talking like he'd get into the lineup either during the weekend or at the beginning of this week. And the fact that now there's question as to when he comes back bothers me. To me, that is a setback. Tristan, who likes setbacks? You said you know how I don't like setbacks. I'm, I'm wondering, do you know somebody who does like setbacks? <sighs> I'm not going to tell the you. Grinch? I think you, you think I the Grinch likes setbacks? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to tell you that I think you rank more optimistically about stuff like this, but I don't like injuries where a player takes the wrong turn on things. I, I tend to write them off entirely. Maybe this isn't to that level. I don't think Yelich's is quite to that level, but. I think I, I rank Tatis in my like teens and Yelich in my twenties right now. I don't I know if Yelich that's my top right. 10 again. But you just said you were more concerned with him than you were with Yo with Tatis. Tatis. Tatis isn't in a current level of setback. Okay, right, and Yelich is. So, wouldn't you be more concerned with Yelich? Yeah. So why is he ranked in your top ten? No, no, no. Tatis is in my top. 10. Oh, Tatis is. Oh, okay, I yeah. misunderstood. Oh no, 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 no. I agree with you. I think Yelich does belong in the twenties. All right. Uh, George Springer is supposed to come back to Toronto on Tuesday, and I was thinking I was going to write about it until Bumgarner did what he did. Um, Toronto can't play all these guys. <laughs> they have a lot of players. Tasker Hernandez will be back this week as well, and I think they're going to play him. Which means if you've got Lourdes Gurriel or um, Rowdy Telez or Kevin Biggio, be concerned. The Toronto could actually play. Um, Who's that? Uh, Joe Panic over Kevin Biggio at third base. Yes, Biggio might just not play anymore. Um, that's something to, to watch. I was a top hundred player. He's not my top hundred anymore. Um, just something to watch here for Toronto because it's not just you know they they don't have enough starting pitching depth and their bullpen. Everyone's hurt, but it's like they can't play all these guys. And I mean, Gurriel's rostered in a lot of leagues. So is Telez. Biggio's rostered in, in almost all. Just something to watch. I don't you know I don't know what they're going to do. And then their lineup too. We assume Springer leads off. Bichette second, Vlad third, um, and I guess uh, what's his name? Bats fourth. Uh, the outfield, Grichik. Grichik oh, probably bats fourth. Grichik's having a good year. Just something to watch there. That's all. Yeah. Um, I'd, by the way, uh, the Blue Jays' schedule does not play well into them getting playing time for all these players. A five-game week coming up here. They do have a busy following week when they go on the road to the West Coast. But that's something to keep in mind if you're making a lineup decision. Um, if you don't have an injury list spot and you've got to Nelson Lamette, you drop him. If I they're don't saying have... he's back, they're saying he's coming back in a couple of weeks. If I don't have an injured list spot, I yeah, you're using it as someone else, someone more important like Yelich. Or... Yeah. 
I I probably I'm leaning towards dropping him. Yeah. I how can you be optimistic about Denilson and Lamette at this point? I'm not. But I think that the Padres are. <laughs> and that's kind of messing with people's minds, you know? Like yeah. the Padres are like, oh, we're not even gonna bother with MRI. We know what's wrong. So let's just, you know, give him a couple weeks of rest and he'll be back. Mm-hmm. That seems like really weird to me. Not wise. <laughs> Perhaps uh, not wise. <laughs> seems, un, uh, seems unwise, but if they, yeah. again, why get an MRI if you already know what the MRI is going to say? It's torn. He's got a torn ligament in his elbow. They're trying to get him through the season. Are the Padres viewing this as like, this is their window this year? It's really strange. Well, they kind of went all in as if it was, as if they believed that it was. I think yeah, but that these guys are young. next year. Tatis, Machado are young. Cronenworth's yeah. fine. Myers is still there. They'll get Cleveringer yeah. back next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, most out of drop list. You've written about Carson Kelly. You wrote about Adolis Garcia today. Um, the the uh, free swinging Texas outfielder. I added him somewhere. I can't remember where. Um, you know what? Which brings up like if you wanted to talk about the biggest disappointments of the season, and and we could talk about first and second round picks, but mm-hmm. I've got Leone Tavares rostered in so many places. Oh. And oh. I thought for sure this was a 12 homer, 25 steal, 260 guy, not a superstar, not a top 20 outfielder. I thought Leone Tavares was gonna be good, and I needed the steals in a bunch of different leagues, and I ain't getting anything right now. And I know it's crazy for a guy that we drafted in like round 20 to say he's one of the bigger disappointments of the season, but he is to me. My goodness. Like, do you have a guy like that where you're like, I really thought this guy was going to be good and he just looks like he shouldn't even be in the majors. Yeah, that that might well be the guy for me, too, because you remember he was my source of steals at a reasonable price and labor. And that's turning to turning out to be an almost single handed disaster for me. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other players that that have torched. I mean, like I'm getting tortured by Zach Davies. He's pitching tonight, um, but I'm sticking with him. Why am I sticking with Davies? He's proven and Mm -hmm. Tavares is not. But like, I remember there were a couple of drafts where it was like Tavares versus Garrett Hampson. I'm like, ah, I've already seen Hampson. He's no good. He can't hit. Well, you know, right now the Hampson's the one, the roster. It's just a mile straw. He can't hit, but he's running and he's playing. Tavares, if there was a triple A right now, he'd be in triple A. They would have demoted him. They're going to demote him in a week. Yeah, I mean, you could put Adolis Garcia in center field, which is part of the reason to get on board that train, even though there's flaws in his game. Leonard Tavares, the worst hitter in terms of fantasy points at minus 11, which is what I was expecting to see. Um, I'm disappointed that Max Fried has fallen into a little bit of the injury pattern, and I am also disappointed in the playing time of Andrew Vaughn. I really thought better. I thought he was going to What are they? Play. What is La Russa doing with him? He, play, he basically just plays them against lefties. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't know Mercedes was going to do this. And Mercedes, I moved him up. He's like my number five catcher right now. But like, why Like, why is Vaughn in the majors? Because there's no minors? If, if there was a AAA right now, wouldn't Vaughn and Tavares be in, the, in AAA? They would, right? I would think so, yeah. You, you, I, I don't understand the strategy with Andrew Vaughn. I, not in the slightest. And Tavares does look overmatched. I've seen a couple of his bats. He does look like a player who could warrant going down. 50 plate appearances and 23 strikeouts. Tells you all you need to know. Tells us a lot. Let's sing the combo meal song, please. Let hey, you. It's a combo meal. Combo. Combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal.
Lots of them. Raphael Devers and Trent Grisham did it on Thursday. Devers had three of them in 2019. I just I traded basically. I'm amazed by that. I I was surprised to see that fact. Thanks, Kyle. I feel better about trading Bryce Harper for Raphael Devers in a league, which was contract reasons too. Friday, Colton Wong had a homer and a steal off Kyle Hendricks. Uh, mm-hmm. First game off the disabled list. Saturday, Sam Haggerty, who I don't think is anything special, but platoon um, guy put, for them. Yep, platoon. But he's a split hitter. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've but been using him in that fashion, I mean. We think Jared Kellner could be up any day, and, and obviously he's not going to play. Uh, Haggerty's not going to play over You him. know, they, they're talking like Kelnick is not coming up in the immediate future. I'm very surprised to hear that. I don't get it. Because, I mean, that division's winnable. Yeah, fancy yourself at least a wild card contender. Every day you keep him down, I think it's working against you for challenging for a playoff I mean, spot. Schoenfeld foolishly listens to our show still, and, and he must be happy that I just said Seattle can contend. But honestly, I 85 wins could win that division. Could Seattle, could Seattle win 85 if Grayman's legit, if Kelnick's an all, a rookie of the year, if if Marco Gonzalez is good? Like, if they've got – and Logan Gilbert, uh, I'm crazy. Sunday's, I kind of see uh, – I see the idea, though, that one of those teams in the West could – catch fire and win 95 but you're right 85 could be all it takes i mean possible the a's or oakland do just won 13 in a row so probably this is crazy and houston's better um sunday framo reyes triples stolen bases homers and tatis framo reyes top 100 player yeah yeah that was fun to watch Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> oh, because you're a Yankee fan? Is that why you're yeah, saying that? Yeah, he was. Hey, look, you know, you're good. batting Rugnan a door cleanup. What could go wrong? Oh, I know, right? Well, Mike Ford. <laughs> so I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, but like I, I, we say if we're drafting today, our rankings are if we drafted today for the yes. rest of the season. Correct. Could you really take Acuna or Betts or Trout over DeGrom right now? I mean, the way DeGrom is pitching. And obviously wins are a factor in a, in a roto league, not so much in a points. But in a points league, I would take the ground first and Cole second. In a roto league, I would have to think about it. I I know that's crazy coming from me, but like, wouldn't you think it? Like the Grom is is all that. He's unbelievable. He's even getting better. Yeah, the the pitchers are are the top three picks in a points league. I I don't think there's even a debate to that at this stage. Um, I, I've been thinking about that a lot myself, especially watching that game. And it's incredible that he he <laughs> he went as deep as he did in that performance. Just kind of an all-time great outing. Um, I, I think you can very well make the case for him number one universally. You said top three in a points league. Could it be top five? Bauer and Burns too, or no? That's going it- too far. It could, it certainly could. I, I that I think the case to be made for four and five going in the four and five slots is similar to the Roto Degrom going one and do Cole and Bieber go top four. I think that's similar. Let's sing the closer carousel song, please. It's the closer carousel, and he points his fingers when he does. And I, I shouldn't say let's sing because there's only one of us singing. You know, it's like join me. Come on. No, I'm not, not going to do that because, you know, people aren't listening for me singing. They're listening you, for you singing. You know what, though, sir? You have done your part for, you know, <laughs> the, the great statements or reads this year. So <laughs> still getting I'll do tweets. my part singing. <laughs> I'm still getting tweets about that, which is amazing. Um, I don't even know when they run this stuff. But, hey, I do what I'm told. I keep my job. Stay out of trouble. Closers. Um, when's the last time Richard Rodriguez of Pittsburgh gave up a run? Last August. You know, that's kind of under the radar, you know, like he was really good last September on a bad, awful team. One of the worst in baseball and he's pitching great right now. 
and they're not going to trade him until July 31st. So Richard Rodriguez, why don't we rank him better? I moved him up this, you know, today when I updated my rankings, but why, if Richard Rodriguez ends the year with an ERA of 180 and 26 saves, isn't he a top 10? And, and we know his strikeout rates there. Why is he not a top 10 closer? Why don't we rank him that way? What are we scared of? We're scared that he's the Yankees eighth inning pitcher on August 1st, going with Loisega and Chad Green and, well, Zach Britton will probably be back by that point. So maybe Britton's the eighth and Rodriguez is the seventh. But I think that is a lot of it. Um, and and I can tell you from just personal experience in the points leagues, where I've had that closer who I needed those points from, and they were tra- you know they got traded at the deadline and really had no value as a setup man elsewhere. So I think people are projecting based on that. But you know what? You're going to enjoy the two months that you get of great production until that point. And I would argue that they're top 10. I bet you would too, that he is a top 10 fantasy closer for as long as he holds that role in Pittsburgh. And that's even on a bad team that doesn't provide many wins and opportunities. I don't think I would say definite top 10 closer, but close. Top 15. I Not probably a good rank- position. No, it's a bad position. Um, you know, when I was doing the updated rankings today, I'm like, you know, Ryan Presley, Get some saves, you know, like there, Alex Colomay out of my top 10. I, I, I stuck with that way too long, but I'm not, I, who do you put in? I, I, I put Melanson in. I, I, I won't put Hector Neris in cause I watch him. I won't put Graveman in cause I don't know if he's getting saves. Jake McGee made my top 10. Alex Reyes almost made it. Alex Reyes, who we don't even know if he's going to continue to get saves. And I put him in my, I, I had him like number 12. K's, I think, isn't it? Let me look. Is that Last true? I checked, he had more walks than strikeouts. Well, that seems like a bad thing. Yeah, that Reyes is scaring me. Ten He's walks, got nine strikeouts. You're right. He scares me, and his velocity has wavered outing over outing. That that scares me a bit. And Gianna, Giovanni Gallegos had a save the other day, a two inning save, I believe, yeah. and he just looks great. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Hicks is a mess. So maybe Gallegos. Um, like so, basically, you're saying. Like I have to write about closers on Tuesday. If I did a stock watch, I'd say Reyes' stock is down a little bit because of all the walks because he can't continue to keep getting saves with all right. these walks. I was going to put him as one of the sell highs in my column, but I I felt like it leaned too obvious. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I think people know I don't about think it's obvious. Well, people... if they know about that, they don't know about the walks. Uh, I felt the same way that I did about Byron Buxton when I put him as that candidate, that, that people know the injury history and they're hesitant to buy in at that stage. I moved Buxton all the way into my my top 50. I, I, I don't know what I, I mean. I still worry he's going to get hurt, but I worry about a lot of guys getting hurt now. So, you know, Stanton back in my top 100. I, you know what? The league average is like 230. A 230 Stanton's batting. In your top 100? Average. Yeah, I moved him into my top 100. Wow. Okay. Why, you didn't? No. I mean, I don't think he's going to play 130 games, but n- there's, nobody's hitting. I mean, like I said, like the league OPS average is like, per team is like 700 now on a 230 batting average. Mm-hmm. Stan could hit 25 homers in 100 games, you know, and then you then you replace him with the the latest Akil Badu, who's not Akil Badu anymore. That's how yeah. quickly it all changes. Like I I have a league where I I have an open hitting spot. There's no bench. I can't find anybody to put in it. I, I already picked up like yeah. Donovan Solano. He's hurt. I, I picked up Brandon Belt. Haggerty's available. I might actually pick up Albert Pujols, which I think is embarrassing because I know 
you know, I, I agree with you. I've done the same thing and I've been going to my league's waiver wire and I'm not wowed by anything I see out there, except in the deeper leagues where the players who are supposed to be rostered are already rostered and you have to pick and choose. Like in a mixed league, they're all the same to me. Yeah, but they're all bad. There's a this is a sixteen. They're not. They're not, ba- they're not bad. It's just they're completely uninspiring players. They're very ordinary types. In this league of mine, the best player based on their rankings and production so far mm-hmm. is Albert Pujols, and Sam Haggerty's like second. That's the best available. Okay. okay. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and in- I'm telling you, I can't find anybody to pick up. Right, and and to me, that feels more natural than the. 12 to 15 team mix work. Evans, yeah. who's like three for his last 50 or something like that. Other closer situations. Uh, what are you doing with Toronto? Is it the least? You feel good? Or should we mention Tyler Chatwood? It's not going to be Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> we know, The three of us know it's not. But you <laughs> know what? I don't know. I don't. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that. I'm not saying he's going to get saves. But I'm telling you, Rafael Dolis is more of a walker than Alex Reyes is. And Merriweather's not coming back soon. Jordan Romano's a mess. I would not be surprised if Tyler Chow was going to save this week. I really wouldn't. Give me your number. Give me give me your low end pessimistic conservative number on Tyler Chatwood saves for this year. Oh, zero. <laughs> but I'm saying no. I, it, it, like, oh, three and a half. Them? I'll give you a three and a half over under. I you get, next time we can get together the three of us. You guys get a big dinner on me if he gets over three and a half saves. Okay. <laughs> Are we ever getting together? David in 2027, Phelps? right? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, May, Tim Mesa, you tell me if Dolis hurts his arm tonight, who is next in line? Is it Phelps, Barucki, Anthony Castro, Romano, Chatwood? It literally could be any of those guys, and Chatwood is, is one of those guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's going to get saves, but look around. I didn't think Kendall Graveman would be throwing 100 this year. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, th- I think we should throw a little more optimism in Romano's way. I think Romano is probably still a 20-plus save potential guy. Okay. Um, what else? Kansas City. Is it Holland? Is it Stalmont? Is it Wade Davis? It's whoever Mike Matheny feels like having do the job on any given night, but Holland has the lead. Nothing changed over the weekend. I think that was was that a COVID vaccine thing? Because it was yeah, a one day. Yeah, it was one day, which made people drop him, and then he was back the next day, which is really annoying, but there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be 20 saves for him, and then probably like seven and five and three. Does anybody on the following teams get 20 saves? All right, stick with me on this. Arizona, Baltimore. No. Cincinnati. Uh, yes. Uh, Someone on Cincinnati? No, no, I was, I was going, no, Arizona. Yes, Baltimore. Valdez. No, Cincinnati. No Detroit. I am really torn on Cincinnati. I want to say yes. I'll say no Detroit. Sims doesn't look good either, by the way. He looks almost as bad as Garrett. Kansas City, no. No way, right? Uh, Minnesota. Holland, Minis- Holland could get to 20. I don't think it'll be by much, though. Minnesota? Could. I think Minnesota will get a 20 save closer. But which? But you, you think it's going to be t- uh, Rodgers? Yeah, at this point. But I, I don't yeah. see... I mean, the next save will be very interesting because Rogers got the last one. They had a bad weekend. Toronto got a bad year. Yeah, we, weird year. Let's move on to the schedule here because uh, Minnesota's first up, and that's pretty interesting. Jose Barrios is on the mound on Monday, and he's facing off against Zach Plesac. And here's what's here's here's how messed up I am. I can't recall if Zach Plesac didn't get out of the first inning in his last start in real life or in one of my sim leagues. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know that something's messed up. Because I've got like 
two times in my leagues, and I can't remember if it happened there or if it really happened. Do you ever get like that? Come on, you know you do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because, you know, that's the thing. When you play Sim, you'll have a game where something incredibly weird happens and it sticks in your mind, and then all of a sudden you've confused it with reality. I've done it. I've done it. I I just played a series. I haven't sent the, the results out yet. Where Razor Glacius gave up a homer like in three straight games, and I'm, and then I'm thinking when I'm doing my rankings, I got to drop him down. But he didn't do that in real life. <laughs> I'm like, let me let me take a look. Well, he's almost doing it in real life. He's giving up homers everywhere. He's a home run guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's I've had it with Hater. There was a, so there was a league in sim where I had uh, Josh Hater, and at one point he was he was a strong contender to strike out more than double the number of batters than he had innings for the season. And I started to apply it to my real life valuation. I had to take the step back. <laughs> uh, so Zach, please It was real life. Um, are you concerned about Zach, please but it's Minnesota. They're not hitting other than my boy, Nelson, who's going to win. the. Yeah. NBA. I mean, I, I, I am concerned, but I also feel he's in a good by low state right now. This might not be the matchup where he rebounds significantly. The, the window is still open. Keep an eye on this outing and and try to get him. I I would trade for him. I think you Rich would Hill, too. I would too. Rich Hill, patience or no? No. Is it home against Oakland? And I got a question about this on the forecaster. The forecaster loves Rich Hill because he's got that history, and it does do projections based on the history. But I personally am I'm not a Rich Hill guy. I have no shares. I'm a no. Aren't I mean? Would you use him? Oh, I definitely wouldn't use him, but I think my problem is he's given up precisely four earned runs in each of his four outings, and he hasn't exactly faced, you know, you know, awesome offenses. Kansas City in their place, Texas, mm-hmm. Miami. Yep. yep. Walking people. He looks terrible. Um, you know, we just assumed that he'd be fine because it's Tampa, but he he looks terrible. What else is interesting on Monday? Trevor Rogers, love him, even at Milwaukee. Corbin Burns, even against Corbin Burns, I use Trevor Rogers today. Oh, David Garcia, I wanted to ask you about him. What What are your thoughts on on this guy? Yankee, young young guy, should be good. Could be their like number two starter right now if he pitches well, or he could be back in the alternate site tomorrow. Yeah, I have you know, no idea what happens. You know, what's really maddening is those of us in the weekly leagues now have no idea who is giving you volume for this week because does David Garcia pitch again on Sunday in the six man rotation to give you two starts? Does Corey Kluber do it pitch on Sunday? They send Garcia back. We don't know exactly what to project. I would use Garcia here. I love the schedule for the Yankees. I love it for their pitchers. They must step up. And I do think he's got the skills to be a viable mixed league option. The problem with him is that he will have some, he'll have some adjustments over the course of the year if he's here to stay. Chicago, Atlanta on ESPN, Davies and Morton. I assume Atlanta's offense will bounce back here. Tuesday on ESPN, Garrett Richards of Boston against David Peterson of the Mets, who was bad in his last outing, I think. And Garrett Richards is walking everybody. Trevor Williams and Ian Anderson on ESPN+. Plus. I picked up Trevor Williams in tout for a couple bucks. Two starts. Atlanta didn't hit. It's probably going to go horribly wrong, but I did it anyway. Uh, Optimism. You're Come on, shaking man. Your head. Optimism. You should shake your head at what I did. It was dumb. Um, I've got him in Tower Wars. I can't, I have no right to criticize. We both have Trevor Williams and Tower Wars, which is probably why. Well, you, I, I, I'm winning Tower Wars after three weeks. Nice. It means nothing. Okay. Well, it doesn't mean anything. It just means I draft well, which I, I tend to do. And then I mess it up during the season uh, from inactivity or laziness. But um, are you looking at your standings? I've looked. I'm trying to make sure I don't get buried in certain leagues like um, labor. Um, <laughs> not a lot I could do about that. But I'm not putting. I'm not putting an awful lot of stock into it. Are you? 
No, none. I mean, although if I'm doing well, I try to figure out if it if, if it's legit. And if I'm doing poorly, I try to figure out, like I have an new league where I was in last place a couple of days ago and I'm like, that's it. I, I mean, I'll just set it and, you know, and check it every once in a while. And then three days later, I was in sixth. So like something happened and I wanted to see what it was. And it was basically like a good Wainwright start that, that can affect your ERA so much, you know, or a good weekend from Harper. You know, that that's what it is. All right. Aaron Sanchez. Hey, by the way, the other note for people now is that if you're in a roto league, don't be the guy who ends up with a 25 steal lead over second place. That's the other thing you need to be really careful of. But how can anybody have a 25 steal lead if nobody steals? No, I, my, <laughs> you, it, it, it's the year over year advice that you I don't want to get. You, you don't want to get yourself a big lead in a category because then you're not going to get returns on trades. You need to be able to identify your excess and make the move sooner than later. See, I flummoxed Tristan there. He wants to kill me, but he's like, all right, that's a good point. I'm a pacifist, man. <laughs> uh, Aaron Sanchez's fastball is a pacifist. You know, he's not throwing hard at all. He's at home against Colorado. It's a terrific matchup. And people are in on Aaron Sanchez, and I'm looking closer at his numbers and saying, I don't want to be in. Are you in? He's throwing like 88 miles an hour. Yeah, I know. You're keeping me laughing here all day. Um, it's a problem. I'm, I'm not. I He's um, he's on my matchups list. I'm not going further than that. Sanchez or Bumgarner, rest of the year? Or neither? I'd hope not to have either one. I, I suppose I'd take Bumgarner because you know he'll be there for his 30 starts. Uh, Kluber Zimmerman. That's interesting, I guess. Tyler Anderson's pitched well. I have him in labor. Can't activate him because he's because all the other guys have dollar signs. Would you activate Tyler Anderson and drop Patrick Corbin in labor with no bench? I'd have to drop Corbin. No, I wouldn't. Because it's because Tyler Anderson, you wouldn't. But you know that in NL only, I can't. You know, am I right. Have, the only reason to drop Corbin in NL only, and again, he's kind of going every other start now, would be to just add a safe reliever to, to avoid the Corbin. But I, the only way I'm going to contend there is if Corbin pitches well. So that's the other part of that. Right. Um, Wednesday, early day games. Make sure you're uh, prepared for that. Um, Herman Marquez has been pitching well at Coors. He's at San Francisco. Uh, yep. Like Ryan Weathers again. We keep saying Ryan Weathers is good. Maybe not as yep. a hitter, as we saw Sunday night, but he's good. Um, and he's sticking around in that rotation. Maybe they'll let him pitch more than f- five or six innings. It's got to be more efficient. But he's at Arizona. You know, Arizona hit Atlanta pitching yesterday, but still not a good offense. Right. Generally speaking, that's a plus matchup. Um, Casey Mize, Carlos Rodon interests me for a lot of reasons. I think I'm more interested in Mize, to be honest. I mean, I think I know it. Well, I know what Rodon is. I think that people like him too much. He had five walks his last time. That's what he is. Mize, I don't know what Mize is. I still don't. What is, so Rodon is? Rodon's going to finish the year with a 137 whip. And that's why I don't want him. Because you can't compete in the category with a guy throwing 150 innings and 137 whip. 1.37 whip. I think he beats that whip by a decent margin, but you know, you did persuade me about the whip risk in our last show. I mean, it's a, I it's, take it's a rip. worlds ahead of Casey Mize in that game. Oh, I'm not saying I would take Mize over Rudon. I'm saying I'm interested in see what Mize oh, does. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. to me, Mize has maybe more upside than Rudon, even this year. Mize has stuff. Rudon has stuff too, but he has an injury history and he walks people. I think Mize has the upside of a guy that, you know, Mize has Zach Gallon upside. I don't think he's going to get to it this year, but I want to see it. 
Yeah, in the past, I thought Casey Mize's eventual future was Aaron Nola's future. I thought there were a lot of maybe it is. He was very good in that. It it was two starts ago. I was pretty impressed by what I saw in that one, and he looked like a completely different pitcher. So I'm with you on that one. By the way, the converse of that one is looking one spot above him. Alex Cobb in Texas. That's a must game. Otherwise, (laughs) bye done done to me for the year. (laughs) I I have no interest in Alex Cobb. I have more interest in Dane Dunning, who had one bad outing last week, and that's the problem. But if he has to face Trout, Rodon, Otani, then you know I don't know how that's going. By the way, I moved Otani up because. I left out of my thinking the pitching part. I said to myself, is Shohei Otani the number 30 hitter in my rankings? Should he be? And I moved him all the way up because of that. And I just got another email. Okay. Um, and to stop adding Nick Pavetta. Stop ma- trying to make Nick Pavetta happen, people. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. There's certain people on my Twitter timeline. Yes, who folks. Tweet He's whenever. watching the 21st century movies. Kyle knows that one. <laughs> He's talking about. I just, it's not going to happen. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, just, I hear you. Pavetta's borderline matchups guy. It's kind of like the American League version of Aaron Sanchez. Maybe, maybe you'll convince well, he me. Throws hard. He, like, I, I, I wouldn't compare him that way. I mean, like, I think, I think valuation thing, levels, not stuff, valuation levels for fantasy. Because Pavetta's got stuff. He just finds a way every game to mess it up. Yeah. But in terms of what we are valuing for our purposes, they are at about the same level to me. You might be entertained by a certain matchup, but you, you're you not investing in either one of these long-term. Come on. Neither of us are. Of course not. Of course not. Um, is Nick Pavetta the, the – no, that's a bad comp. The AL version Ooh. of John, John Snow. But John Snow looked great against the Phillies yesterday other than the Harper home runs. Um, you buying John Snow? Not in the least. Not in the least. And people, I, people think that like if John's if John Gray, John Gray, I said once said John Snow because of Game of Thrones and nobody ever forget. If John Gray got traded from Colorado to Miami, yeah. everybody would rank him as a top ten starting pitcher and assume greatness, and he'd still get lit. Wow, <laughs> it would. I and I learned my lesson, and you know I was out. The only share I have, I got him because no one wanted him in the second or third reserve round of Tout NL, which tells you how far his stock has fallen. And even then, I'm afraid to start him. Yeah, well, I I'm just avoiding him. All right, let's bring in Kyle. We don't we never avoid him. Time for some hash browns and some trivia. Yeah, we'll go with trivia to start here. There are 28 pitchers under the age of 25 to have at least 10 innings pitched this year. Who leads that sample size and swinging strike rate? Just looking for one name. We'll get to hash browns and we'll circle back to trivia. Kyle, I know who it is. Jacob DeGrom is like me. He thinks he's 25. There you go. If those are the age rules we're playing by, then Jacob DeGrom and Corbin Burns would be the answers. Is it Uh, Don Don Carmen or Bruce Ruffin? I guess you can go further back. Kyle has no idea who those players are. Not a clue. They could be basketball (laughs) players. They could be politicians. I have no idea. Uh, Matthew was one of like 10 people that wrote in worrying about Eugenio Suarez. He wants to know if there's anything to worry long-term. Brian parlayed off that. He wants to know if you're more worried about Suarez or Dansby Swanson. Well, you can't drop Suarez because he could hit 50 home runs. But uh, 141 batting average, a K rate, that what is that, 45%? That's crazy. Um and it's not because he's playing shortstop. It's probably because of the shoulder injury more than anything else. 
I've already dropped Swanson and ESPN mix, but I can't drop Suarez. And just because I, what if, here's a comp for you. What if Suarez is Miguel Sano? That's scary. Ooh. Right. And you know what I'm getting at? Low yeah, batting like, average that can kill a team, but 30 home runs easily. And he was trending towards going for the big power uppercut, all or nothing uh, kind of thing last year. Yeah, He seems to have stuck to that so far this season, but the one thing in his defense, barrel rates right up there with the past two years. So he is hitting the ball with authority at times, just not doing it as often. I think all I add to this show is comps and I read the ads without laughing. I think that's what I add to this show. You're pretty good at trivia. And you try to make me spit my water at my laptop screen. <laughs> well, I think that everybody should try that. It's fun. <laughs> you almost had me before. so close what's next john is panicking and needs you to talk him off the ledge of kevin biggio in dynasty leagues well if it's an on base it's okay but he's gonna lose playing time here and and it's not because he's not hitting because of the new baseball he's not hitting balls as far he doesn't hit balls hard We, we talk about biggio a lot Second base, third base eligible. Maybe uh, he's gonna not going to play a lot in the outfield as soon as Teoscar and Springer come back. This is a guy who may not play. I, I mean, they can't platoon him with Panic because they both got left-handed. But if if B, didn't wasn't Beezer have like six errors already at third base in like ten games or something crazy like that? Like they just wouldn't, wouldn't be able to play him. I don't want. I don't want to get too scared. Tristan got five and fourteen games uh, covering a span of one hundred and thirteen innings. And his defensive grades, including range, are not good at third base. You're, you're, you brought him up on either the last or the two, or two shows ago, and it's a valid point that if you have a defensive problem for your lineup, the last place you want to see him go is to the outfield with Springer coming back we talked about before. I, I think he's still – there's no reason to panic in a dynasty league, but Eric, to your point, we, I've also taken him out of my top 100. There are worries in a redraft. Alrighty, Juice has a question about Victor Robles. I want to take it as kind of a larger question here. Are you okay with dropping somebody who's giving you next to nothing for an Andrew Vaughn or Wander Franco who's going to give you something in theory eventually? Well, Vaughn and Franco are very different right now because one is playing a little bit and doing nothing. It's, um, and Franco and Kelnick and Mackenzie Gore are the top minor leaguers who have never debuted and until they fail like Vaughn and Vaughn hasn't failed. It's just been three weeks until they fail. They look awesome to us. Um, the problem with Victor Robles is Leota Tavares. They don't hit the baseball hard and the stolen bases may not be worth it. And that's the problem I need. I've got Robles in a league where I need 25 steals from him and he's got, he's one for two and he's actually getting on base and, and, and Washington dropped him from lead off to ninth to eighth in the order. Victor Robles can't hit, Tristan. He can't hit. Yeah. And I and and I kind of knew it a year ago and I drafted him anyway. And I thought, oh, he'll get better. He's not getting better. He's going to become unplayable at some point, even with the great defense. Like they're just not going to be able to play him. I think it's time to I think it's time to drop Tavares and Robles, don't you? What are we waiting uh, for on Victor Robles? Tavares, no. yeah, Tavares, I think we've already been there for an ESPN standard. I, I thought about Robles for the cuts for today's column. I, I gave it a long look. And I didn't just based on the fact that he has shown some better plate discipline 
But how much Beyond of that, that because he's batting eighth in front of the pitcher? How many of those walks came there? He's not swinging at the bad pitches, is my point. The chase rate is considerably down. It's a little bit of what Glaber Torres was doing last year, where nothing else looked good, but he was showing a better approach at the plate. But the problem is, this dude needs to be hitting the ball on the ground more. This is the Willie Mays Hayes thing. He's getting under the ball way too much. It's killing his batting average. He doesn't have the he doesn't hit the ball with authority to do it. He should be just working on getting on base, hit ground balls, leg him out, hit line drives, get on first, steal second. Not doing it. It's like watch. I watch Roman Quinn every day, and I'm like, this guy just can't hit. I thought Robles was going to be a star. I thought Robles was a 15 homer, 35 steal guy, and I don't think that anymore. I I know what I'm horrified by with Victor Robles, and I hate to bring this one back up, but I know you and I had talked about Robles versus Ronald Acuna at the point they were ascending to the majors. We did, and I don't remember what I said picking between the two, but I won't be surprised if I said get Robles. I don't think we said that. I, I think that's going too far. I don't think we thought Robles was ever going to hit for a decent batting average or hit for a lot of power. We knew Acuna would do that. I hate to disappoint you. We did have that discussion. I don't remember what the result was. I'm I'm horrified to think that I'm gonna that that you'll roll back the tape and I said Robles. Well, I think you, I might have. If you do that, they're going to throw us off the show, and then it'll be Kyle, you know, hosting with somebody else. Yeah, nobody wants that. Hey, you know, way too much Blue Jay middle relief talk. <laughs> Stuff happens. Yeah. We can be wrong. Every Forty minutes time. of Tyler Chatwood talk. That's what everybody wants. Uh, we give the people what they want. Sometimes Craig's got our last question. Season long points league. I think the question kind of refers to Roto as well. If you want to tackle that part, Eric, he's got a starts cap at two hundred. Would you ever consider leaving starts on the table? And does it change for points versus Roto? Leaving starts on the table, meaning, well, like if you're over the pace, you just don't use Luis Castillo that week. Let's say you finish with 191 starts and oh, well, I, I don't it to get to 200. I don't, I don't force it to get to 200, but I want to win. If I need those starts to win, then I will use them. If I'm up by 50 points, I may not points, risk. Points, I think, is a little easier here. Roto... I look at I look at ERA and WHIP in, right. in a normal in a roto league as well. And if Luis Castillo still has an ERA of five in mid September, I won't use him. So that's okay. But I mean, I use. Well, let's get to Tristan's answer here because mine is irrelevant. I I I look at the pace, but I don't have to fill it either. I don't feel guilty if I don't feel it. I feel I want to win. Right. It, I mean, it depends on the context of the league. The standings, I, right? I mean, in a points league, you need volume much more than you do in Roto. I'm with Eric on that one that you, you just want to win. You want, and then in that case, you need better ratios. And if that means you stop at 191 because that strengthened your ratios, so be it. You you might find out on Labor Day that you have a good pad and ERA and whip, and you don't want to rely on starting pitchers. You want to rely on relievers, in which case it's fine. But to me, I typically want to use every one of my 200 starts. I don't look at pace in April either. Like I wait until like June, I want to say, but like I, I have an Otten league where I have Luis Castillo and I, I thought about not using him yet yesterday and I wish I hadn't used him. I wasted five innings. Right. I mean like two points. Yeah. He's, he's bad right now. Yeah. You, know, you don't cut him. Of course you don't cut him. Yeah. But he looks terrible. Yep. So what do you, you know, um, what do you do? The only reason to look at the pace sooner than you just described is if you're the guy who's throwing every one of your starters in for every one of his starts in a daily league, 
and you've put yourself ahead of pace. That that's you, a don't bad be idea. That guy. Yeah, <laughs> no. don't be that guy. That's the only thing to be careful of. Don't be that guy. Or gal. Lots of gals play too. Or or gal, yes, of course. As long as we're on Luis Castillo, would you buy low on him? Yeah. You'd have yeah. to, right? Yeah, he's he's shown enough in the past couple of seasons that you, you trust him, whereas a guy who's Garrett Richards, you don't. That's how I view it. Although Garrett Richards now is probably going to pitch, you know, a seven inning no hitter on Tuesday or whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time someone on the show has or said, get rid of this guy, and then he threw a no hitter that night. That's never we, happened before. We're going <laughs> in probabilities. Has that ever happened? Oh, yes. Someone and he threw a no hitter. I don't think so. He threw I feel like a, was it Giolito? It was somebody last no. year. No, it was ten years ago. It was the Francisco Liriano. Years no-hitter. ago, someone here said to give up on Francisco Liriano. I was he in college ten years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was my uh, older, distant, other dimension self. I think. And by the way, Liriano was a disaster after that no hitter. Most well, not most. A lot of pitchers are. By the way, I mean, like, if you're thinking Bumgarner is going to be on the most out of this today, yeah, he's going to be on the most. Santana? No, Bumgarner like Santana? No, no, I mean Santana was good. No, not after his no hitter, he wasn't. No, 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 but he was good leading up to it. Well, he was he was still past his prime. Right, that's what I mean. Like, I it came into my mind watching this no hitter yesterday. What if I? There's, That's there's the last there. great moment. Like, can you see a scenario where in four weeks we're talking about Madison Bumgarner as a top 50 starting pitcher? Top 50, maybe. At best. Can you even not, see that? Like, better than that. Yeah, no. Are we going to be talking about Bumgarner and like Danny Duffy and like other left? Danny Duffy's got numbers and we're not even ranking him as a top 50 starting pitcher. I'll take Duffy over Bumgarner. I would too. I'm trying to think of soft yeah, I guess I would too, but I don't think I don't think either of us have him in the top. Would I don't see a path to top seventy? I, I don't yet. <sighs> All right. Let's. Uh, what was the trivia question, Kyle? So we get to a little bit more positive vibes here. Twenty pitchers under the age of twenty-five that qualify this year. Who leads them in swinging strike rate? I assume it's not Corbin Burns. That would be too easy. It would be. I think he's 26. He's just over the threshold. What, he's 26? Uh, no, he's years old. Oh, okay. He's your age, Eric. Thank you, Kyle. You know what? You said it a little bit sarcastically, but I thank you anyway. He is 26, yeah. Kyle looks down on me, Tristan. Why does he do that? I, I don't. That's a lot. I don't understand why, how this happens. I idolize Mr. Carabell. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think, I think you idolize the guys on the football show. And by the way, there's a draft this week. So check in on the fantasy football podcast. I'm sure they're doing some craziness this week, next week, every week. Got a mailbag tomorrow, every Tuesday. We'll come at you with a whole bunch of stuff. Don't you worry. I'll, I'll be clicking on all of it. Let me tell you. Um, so I, we mentioned him earlier. How about Trevor Rogers? Yeah, that's the number one answer. I wanted to talk about him, but you got him in <laughs> earlier. 19.9%. That's the answer. Yeah, you got it right off the bat. Well, you after the Corbin Burns thing. I was trying to think of young guys. Musgrove might be older. Peralta. I was thinking of him. Peralta's fourth, seventeen point three. Uh, maybe Sandy in Miami. Alcantara. Gosman. Gosman's too old. I thought you might go Dustin May. Oh, I was going to think. I was going to say May or Dustin or, May. Yeah, that was a great game yesterday. That was so much fun. He was so hyped. I I don't know. I, those. There's not enough 
Dodgers Padres games on the schedule. I don't so, care. Well, if they create a super league, they can do it every week. Um, Longer than the last test. What would the hours. baseball? You, you guys don't pay attention to soccer, but like, what would it, would baseball's version of the Super League be? I couldn't believe that happened last week. They had what twelve teams in the Super League, so we'd have to we'd have to cut the league into like thirds. It'd be like Yankees, Mets, Cubs, Angels. It'd just be from like L.A., New York, and Chicago, and then in the Padres. The Padres would yeah. be like Leicester. I, I don't know. Like, just it'd be interesting to see. Like, obviously, it was wrong what they were trying to do, but um, you know, baseball. If you don't want to keep watching Pirates and Orioles games. I don't know. It's not gonna. I I love relegation. Again, yeah. you guys have no idea what I'm. But doing. you need another league to do it. Like, where are you moving? You don't know these... what relegation is. I, I well, know the you word don't. Man, you don't watch the Premier League, do you, no. Tristan? I Kyle? don't, but I know what relegation is. <laughs> I'm familiar with that structure. Where would you move the Pirates? Like, where are you put? That's them? the thing. You can't. You can't put them in AAA. Like, like, what do you do with them? I did. I think the yeah, system they... over there is is fantastic. I like it. You can't um, put them so, in AAA because those are affiliates of the major league team. So you put them there. What are you going to do? Bring their triple da- triple A. We agree. Up? We agree that Dustin May has crazy hair, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Elite wife, hair, but crazy hair. My wife sees Dustin May's hair and she says, "Eric, your hair's longer." <laughs> That's where she's wrong. <laughs> he gets the benefit of the doubt because it's red. Like that's that's his take on uh, and that's all i needed i'm cutting it this week um <laughs> after 15 months okay i uh, think you should show it with pride i love that i just don't go out um that's it for today's show as as always you can check out oh. what's new from uh the baseball tonight podcast each morning five days a week i know i click on it every day and you should as well that's all for today's show we will be back on thursday uh, which is the nfl draft day but kyle, kyle i think we're still doing a show on thursday they'll let us know if they cancel it because they need everybody for football uh, we'll be there we'll be live it'll be produced everything will be the same you click on your in feed the morning one okay. o'clock we're good all right there you go so kyle you're awesome tristan you're awesome and uh, trevor rogers is awesome and i'm eric sometimes that's it for today have an awesome week